Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Whitney Elkins Hutton. Thanks for being on the show, Whitney. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Uh, Whitney, uh, as a real estate portfolio consists over 1,100 plus residential units and 14 plus storage units across seven states. And she's interested in helping others do the same thing. And I'm, I'm interested to hear about the residential versus self-storage and, and just her experience and how she got there. And uh, Whitney, w- won't you start us by telling us a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this real estate thing called syndication? Yeah, absolutely. So I have always been passionate about helping others just live their best lives and through leveraging the most precious resources they have, which are time, energy, money. And up until about 2016, I translated this passion into dabbling in real estate and other businesses. And I experienced some big successes and also some failures. Um, But it wasn't until about 2016 that something shifted for my husband and I. Um, And that's when we watched my husband's government pension and benefits we kind of become a political pawn, if you will. And we realized that our futures just weren't in our control. So we decided, hey, we need to no longer dabble. And we took control of our financial future through real estate. Um, and as you said, today, our portfolio consists of over 1,100 uh, residential units and 1,400 so- uh, self-storage units across seven states. Um, and then also, I just uh, help others do the same thing that I've done. Nice. Give us a little history of, of, you know, like the first, you know, syndication or when did you learn about syndication and what, what made you want to pursue that model in real estate? Yeah, I actually learned about syndication pretty early on in my, uh, in 2016, whenever my husband and I really dove into real estate, uh, in a more serious capacity. Um, we looked at, we um, we looked at acquiring uh, residential rental units, and I had actually done live-in flips before that. And we were kind of like, you know, this will work. However, you know, we were always questioning how quickly could we scale? Because one of the reasons we wanted to do is, you know, build up, uh, you know, reserves for retirement, but also, you know, uh, just shore up our own cash flows in case one of us wanted or needed to step away from our jobs. Um, we just knew that, you know, individual purchases necessarily weren't going to get us there. And uh, started looking at multifamily and syndication popped on the radar. And so I'm like, oh, wow, I don't have to figure out how to take down a whole unit by myself, but I can work with partners. And so that was just, uh, uh, it made sense, you know, uh, from a business operation standpoint, that's my background. And so that's really, uh, you know, just, we just kind of leaned into that part of building out that our, that part of our portfolio. So how, how did y'all educate yourself about syndication? You know, how, how did you feel confident about moving in, moving into that route, you know, or, or going into that first syndication from, you know, say the single family side, that's a, that's a lot of people's hold up. They feel like oh, I can never do that. I can never own a hundred unit property or that's, you know, maybe 10 years from now, you know, or I'm going to grow, I'm going to build a duplex and fourplex. And, you know, so how did you all break that barrier of that mindset shift and, and just, you know, making it happen and having the confidence? Absolutely. So we actually are in that transition stage right as we speak, um, because 
uh, we have invested as limited partners in other people's deals. So right now we are not in a general partnership. We, and therefore, you know, uh, we don't own the deal. We're not putting it together and going out and finding the investors ourselves. So uh, we've taken the stance that being a limit, uh, investing in other people's deals and becoming a limited partner has put us in a position to where we can actually learn the business at the same time as earning cash flow. And you get real boots on the ground experience. Uh, you know, not to say that, you know, guru workshops, you know, don't work. I mean, certainly there's a time and place for that, but this is uh, a little bit more hands-on experience. And because we're in multiple deals, we can actually see um, how different markets are operating, different size of properties, uh, how uh, the loan actually can affect returns, you know, what's a good deal, what's not a good deal. Um, now, that doesn't say that we haven't made mistakes. I mean, quite honestly, my first um, investment in this syndication um, has been the largest thorn in my side right now. Um, but, you know, that, um, you know, I, I have no, I have all confidence in the world that the, the syndication will actually turn around. But that's been a very cheap learning experience for us over what not to do in a syndication. So can you give us some guidance, you know, let's say, you know, the passive investor LP that's listening right now, um, you know, that's saying, okay, I'm, I'm looking at, at possibly partnering with someone or investing passively, you know, in a syndication, what's some advice you can give to them, you know, when they're looking at all these deal sponsors or syndicators, you know, how do they know someone that they want to invest with or somebody they should really shy away from? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, you know, just from my learning experience, you're, when you're in investing in syndication, uh, I think we all get really excited about the cash flow, the profit splitting on the back end, what the equity split looks like. Um, you know, uh, sometimes we get allured by the numbers like, hey, there might be a 400 unit property. But really, at the end of the day, you're investing in somebody else's business. You're investing in the person that's running the deal. Now, it doesn't matter how beautiful that property is. If that person can't actually execute on the business plan, then, um, you know, the deal isn't necessarily a good one. Um, so that would be the first step that I would really encourage anybody that's getting into syndication, um, passively, or if you are wanting to be an, a GP general partner, that you really understand that, it, you know, the business is about investing in people. Um, then from there, educate yourself on, the different levers of a syndication. Um, one book that I love is Joe Fairless's um, Best Ever Apartment Syndication book. Great for the person who wants to get into syndication, but it's actually made me a better syndicator because now, um, or a lead uh, LP, because now I can actually evaluate a deal more effectively. I agree completely. I'm actually, I'm reading parts of it again as we speak. Um, yeah, great book. I highly recommend. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so yeah. what are some some questions maybe we should ask a deal sponsor, maybe that you would ask, you know, how do you, you know, just to learn a little more about their background so you can be more confident that they're they're going to be able to execute on that business plan? Sure. Um, I mean, it's kind of like if you have been in business and you have to hire a team member or if you're, um, you know, a single family residential um, investor and you're having to hire a property manager, starting out with a, a lot of those questions are, you know, what's their background? Do they have a business background? Um, do they have um, background in syndications? Uh, what are their, if not, what are their translatable skills that they can build in? 
or bring into the deal. Also, uh, what's their team like? Again, this, you know, syndication is at the end of the day. I mean, that's exactly what the word syndicate means. It's a team sport. You got to, um, not one person is going to have all the strengths. So um, what does their team look like? Uh, you know, do they have the property manager in place? Do they have the realtor in place? You know, uh, who is analyzing the deals? Who's, uh, you know, working with the investors? Uh, what is that all, what's communication going to look like? I think, you know, being on the passive side, you want to make sure that once you invest in a deal that you're getting privy to all the information um, you know, be it monthly or quarterly statements, you know, uh, if there's an issue that comes up with the property, how are they going to let you know? Um, and then just really looking for somebody who's open, honest, and transparent. I mean, nobody's going to take care of your money like you would. So, um, it's really, uh, building a lot of trust with that person and then with you. So what were things that stood out about maybe the most recent syndication that you invested in, you know, that, that really drew you to that person or, or that, that deal? Um, you know, the, the, the most reason I actually just wired money today, funny enough that you say that. Um, um, so the person that I'm investing with now, I mean, he is, um, he and his team, uh, this is probably their 10th syndication. They've, They've um, executed on the same, a very similar business plan multiple times, have really proved their business model. Um, they understand where their weaknesses are, and they feel quickly um, uh, and problem-solved to get those um, opportunities uh, taken care of really quickly. Um, and, you know, uh, he's also very trustworthy in the space. He's really made himself um, a thought leader in the space. So uh, he's you know, what that tells me is that not only is he invested in his own education and the education of his team around him, he's willing to um, network extensively. And so he's got a wealth of, um, you know, wealth of people that he can pull from. Nice. So, you know, I, I hear you and I talked a little bit about before about before the show, but about developing uh, systems and helping people to to grow their business. And I hear I hear you're you're pretty good at that, or you've done you're working on it. You know, I thought maybe you could give us some tips. And I know you have you also have a business where you all have been rehabbing homes and doing things from a distance. And I would love I know a lot of listeners uh, have questions about how to do that. You know, maybe their market doesn't work and, and they're looking at other markets, but they're afraid of that. Well, how am I going to hire a contractor and those types of things? And I felt like you could speak to that. And so, you know, rehabbing from a distance, give us some pointers. Sure. Yeah. So, um, we didn't actually jump right into that. Um, when we started building our single family, um, rental portfolio, we actually stepped into turnkey first. I, well, actually I take that back. We bought a property right here in our market and, um, we quickly realized, Hey, we don't want to be hands-on landlords. Um, that's just not for us. I mean, we have a small family and we, um, I, I kid you not, every time we left town, the toilet broke, um, something happened to the property. So we were like, okay, what does the next evolution look like for us? So we invested in turnkey and um, we've always got, gone into any sort of investment with kind of a child's mind, uh, just being very inquisitive and actually uh, not taking our real estate um, portfolio as a passive investment, but pa investing passively so we could actively learn. Um, uh, so we invested in a few turnkeys and we just, my husband and I just kind of looked at it one day and we were like, we can do this. Like, 
um, really what we're doing is we're investing with somebody, a very strong property manager, and uh, who also is a realtor, knows the market, is very well networked with contractors, can um, is in great communication with us. Um, let's just go to him and ask him and utilize his system. So um, really for us getting into rehabbing um, from a distance, we're tapping into somebody else's system that they've already built. Um, so that, that's huge. Um, you know, understanding like, how are they finding deals? How are they analyzing deals? How are they finding their contractors and working with their contractors, uh, and all that, um, for us to build our business and be able to scale and be able to, uh, analyze multiple deals at a time, we had to also do our own legwork and put together systems and people get a little leery when they hear the word system check. A checklist is a system. So just making sure that you're keeping, you know, start small, keep a checklist. Um, you can go on the web, you can go on bigger pockets, you know, and download somebody else's checklist and probably start there. Uh, and then just add to it as you learn, as you do your own research. And then um, make sure that you run the same checklist every single time. Uh, that's bit me in the bud too, a couple of times, or actually one time I remember I didn't get an estoppel agreement. Um, with a, there was a property we bought that had a tenant in place and I didn't get the estoppel agreement, essentially them confirming what the rent was on the property. I go to close, place it with my property manager and it was a hundred dollars less a month. And you're like, I didn't look at my checklist. So it keeps you from making your own, you know, once you learn from a mistake, you don't repeat it again. Wow. So what are some other systems maybe you've put in place to help grow your business faster that we could all apply? Yeah. So, um, other systems that you can take a look at is uh, basically, uh, you know, I think, uh, pretty much any business podcast addresses this, you know, make sure, making sure you're not working in your business, but on your business. Uh, so really identifying those parts of your business that you're spending the most time at, or you really don't love and putting together, um, a checklist or a training document to where you can train somebody else. Last year, I was spending so much time doing bookkeeping and I don't like bookkeeping and my husband's actually pretty good at it. So I put together a training document and, you know, we've shifted that off to him. Um, you can shift it off to a virtual assistant too. So getting you out of parts of your business. Um, and then also anything that's a funnel, like your, say like your leads funnel, that would be a great, um, you know, system to have in place. So with our, um, with our turnkeys and even going into syndication, we have a checklist, like if a property comes across, um, our email or, you know, um, you know, on a property search, if it's not, you know, this particular year or after this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms in this, you know, three or four, um, small, you know, uh, residential farm area in the two cities that we're investing in, we don't even take a look like, um, if it's a two-story house, we generally don't take a look anymore. Like we are constantly honing our systems as we learn more about our business. And like, again, those are just simple checklists that anybody can put together. Um, those will keep you from making, um, it will make your business easier, but also keep you from making mistakes. Great. So uh, also, you know, going back to the syndication part too, I wanted to ask you about the residential versus self-storage you know, and, and kind of give us a little breakdown of, of your all's experience from the residential to the self-storage and how you got into self-storage also. 
Yeah, self-storage, that's actually one deal. Um, All those uh, 1,400 units are from one deal. Um, It was a, uh, we got into the deal, uh, we were actively looking for a self-storage deal and we got into the deal um, primarily to uh, create a diversification in our portfolio of uh, what they call a non-correlated asset. So something that necessarily doesn't, you know, if a, residential real estate starts going soft, you know, self-storage might still hold. So really just having, you know, if you're looking at stocks, you know, it'd be like having one and, you know, a growth stock versus a value stock, something like that. Things that are not quite correlated to each other. Um, you know, this particular self-storage caught our eye, um, because they were layering on, um, a business plan on top of that to bring in a name brand on the self-storage. Um, in this particular case, it was a U-Haul brand that we're bringing in. And whenever you took a look at the area, it was just, it was, you know, one of those situations you're just looking at and going, there's an, this is a no brainer. Um, you know, it's completely rented out now. Um, what it was, it was the developer who had developed the unit, but never brought in the brand. And he was kind of done with his part, left it for a value add for somebody else to take to the next level. So how, how did you find that deal sponsor as far as for self-storage? Was it somebody you already knew? It was somebody that I already knew. Um, and uh, I'd actually, you know, before um, we were, my husband and I were accredited, you know, we were networking uh, with investors. And I, when I met this gentleman, he was like, you know, great, you know, call me back in five years or whenever you're an accredited investor. And I was like, ah, oh, accredited investor. Okay, great. Um, so I was just like, it, it really seems like it, I would have more opportunity if I were an accredited investor. Um, you know, we, uh, the opportunity arose for us. And uh, when we were able to contact, I, I reached out to him. And at that point in time, um, he was just like, hey, I have a deal. I just lost one person out of this deal. Do you want it? So uh, it was really just kind of fortuitous circumstance that, that it worked out. Um, but w- my husband and I had like put a plan in place and really focused on getting to that credit status, which has opened up um, additional doors for us. So now that you've done some self-storage, you've done some, or actually, and you started with the residential and uh, some of the rehabbing and turnkey. So why, uh, why pursue syndication now? And why not just keep doing the, the turnkey uh, residential single family? Scaling. Um, it, it's, uh, we're to the point in our business where, you know, um, you start getting a flywheel going, like the, getting the first, second or third property are probably the hardest ones. And then after that, your systems get better, your knowledge gets better, your networking gets better. Um, you're bringing in more income, you're adding to it from your day job and you can really start scaling faster. Um, we've hit a part, a point in our um, real estate development, you know, in our business where we're just looking at it and saying, Hey, we want to double our portfolio this year. Um, we can, that, that if we continue doing it, how we've been doing it, we would essentially be tripling our workload or we could get multifamily deals and do probably the same amount of work, but get the unit count that we're looking for. So what advice, Whitney, do you give someone that comes up to you and says, hey, I, you know, I really want to get into this business also. Maybe they've had a few single family homes and, and they, you know, I want to scale also. What, what, do, what do they need to do? Um, in, do you mean in single family or in maybe, multifamily? No, they want to get into the syndication business, you know, maybe uh, preferably apartments and uh, 
but they've just had a few single family homes. You know, and I, I want to sure. scale just like you are, Whitney, and and uh, grow this. You know, learn how to do this syndication thing. Yeah, I would say uh, getting educated. That's really the the path my husband and I have been taking is just really educating ourselves. Um, you can do that several different ways. Uh, you can do that through reading books, listening to podcasts, um, paying for you know mentorship, uh, or you know uh, like what you know we have done is actually invest in other people's syndications with the intent of learning from the the actual syndicator. And what would you say has been the hardest part of the syndication business for you so far? Well, you know, funny enough, I, I'm actually a very introverted person and funny enough, I thought it was going to be like the um, money raising and and, and talking to investors. Uh, I I can't, I'm not going to say that that's been easy. Um, but easier than I thought for us, it's been actually finding a deal that works, um, you know, where we feel comfortable bringing in other people's money and really, you know, being a custodian of that. So what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Uh, breaking down my goals into an actionable plan that I can execute. Um, I think, uh, it's if anybody's been listening to the bigger pockets podcast, they just rolled out their 90 day intention journal. And in that podcast, they did roll it out. They did uh, a great job of really breaking down what a leading indicator and a lagging indicator are, which I, I really, um, you know, couldn't do it justice to try to explain it here. But I think people, um, focus on the wrong metric. They might say, Hey, I want to buy 10 properties this year. Um, but that's, not that goal is nice, but it's a wish. Like how, you know, how can we bring the goal setting back to the now, so to speak, and say, what do you need to do to get to those 10 properties? And then focus on that, that action as your daily goal, you know, um, looking at, you know, 20 deals a week, making five offers, you know, getting one accepted and doing that month over month over month. Yeah. So reverse engineer it, right. Really figure yeah. out step by step uh, what we need to do today. So what, What's some way that you have recently improved your business that we can all apply to ours? Uh, my husband and I, we are um, actually looking to, um, I, we've actually invested in uh, Stessa. Um, it's an online bookkeeping uh, platform and really looking to kind of streamline and automate our bookkeeping. That way we can bring my husband in on a different part of the business and, and uh, put his uh, skills to better and higher use. Nice. Nice. Well, Whitney, you've been a fabulous guest. I really appreciate your time and the content you provided to the listeners. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you or learn more about your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. um, You can find me on uh, LinkedIn, Bigger Pockets, or we're going to be launching our website here very soon at ashcapitalllc.com. Nice. Thank you again, Whitney. And I appreciate the listeners being here. I hope you also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can connect with me and you can schedule a call and I'll help you any way I can. And you can also go to our Facebook group and you can learn from experts like like Whitney and, and we can grow our business together. Thank you all. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.